We Are The Weather is lovingly assembled on the Anchor podcast platform. The Rise of the Community Shed is episode three of We Are The Weather. Today we're talking about shed groups, barnyard communities, yard shops, men's sheds, all of the above. How simple conversations can save lives. I was lucky enough to have my first encounter of what's become referred to as shed culture uh, back in the mid-1990s when I was visiting uh, Australia and uh, we'd visited a uh, somebody's house with uh, with friends and uh, the uh, the guys and the uh, and, and the ladies in the group sort of split up and the guy said oh come on down to the shed I uh, you know I've got something to show you down there and some of the mates are coming round and all that kind of stuff in an accent quite similar to that actually to be fair and uh, and so I did and um, went to the end of this long garden down some steps around a corner and uh, was greeted by these uh, interesting-looking uh, gentlemen with various forms of boiler suit, baseball cap, um, all with stubby tinny in hand. And I was offered a, uh, I think it was a VB on that occasion, which is a very fine um, Australian sort of light ale, uh, Victoria Bitter, and uh, and was introduced to the guys and shown around this amazing uh, Americans would call it a shop we'd call it a shed or a, a workshop maybe um, in which was a couple of very beautiful uh, rebuilt motorcycles um, various bits of steam engine and all those um, sort of weird and wonderful things that people keep there but that's not what it was about yes those things were there but what it was about was these guys meeting up, being able to have a bit of banter and uh, chat about stuff that they wouldn't normally chat about, certainly not with their work colleagues or unlikely to chat about with their work colleagues. This was different. This was a very relaxed atmosphere where people were just chipping in, helping out, sweeping up, maybe painting something. Uh, yeah, just popping around to give their... Um, the neighbour or friends a hand for the weekend, uh, having a stubby and um, a uh, you know and a chat and maybe a bite to eat along the way, and that's actually before uh, shed culture even got a grip in uh, Australia for you know properly um, in the uh, in the late nineties, and um, it was eye opening for me um, and uh, a seminal moment you might say. Um, Ironic then that some, uh, what are we talking, 20 years later, um, 20 years after that, so in about 2015, I um, accidentally bumped into somebody and, uh, well, let's let this chap uh, just explain what goes on in what was then and still is the Froome 
community men's and indeed women's shed so we just call it a community shed have a listen i was farming in the past but what they what they do here is totally different to what i've been doing i mean it looks as though by, they do uh, woodwork and that sort of stuff now i was more of a steel man myself right so i was I, i'd be welding um uh cutting so when somebody says oh can you do a dovetail a, what's a dovetail? I know, I know, um, I know what a dovetail how, is. How do, you, how do you go about making one? I've never cut a dovetail before. I did the other day, though, but I made a total mess of it. <laughs> Brilliant. What, what, what have you most enjoyed when, you, when you've been here? I just enjoy them coming here. I don't, I don't necessarily need to do anything, but if somebody says hold something, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go there and hold it. And if I can um, throw a bit of something into the mix and, well, as I said, we sort of sorted that angle grinder out uh, last week or whenever it was that I, I came yeah, in. You did, jobs are good. Job was a good one, yeah. I suppose. But then again, that's what I would have done. If it was, it was, it was my own angle grinder, I wouldn't have uh, just chucked it in the bin without having a good go at trying to fix it. Fantastic, that was spot on. Um, best moment so far? Possibly fixing that angle grinder. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to work, but then again, uh, you know, you just do it and see what happens. Now, I, know, I know the answer to this question for me, but how do you feel when you leave? I've had a good day. So, yeah, I just I just feel coming away like, that was good and I feel good. Do you know what I mean? It's I do. That, I know exactly that, what that you mean. It's that good sort of feeling, you know. Um, it, it, you get lifted. It's like, it's like someone's giving you an injection of energy or that's something, isn't it? So the, uh, that's easy then. So if I ask you this question, so how does that affect your normal week? Oh, it's up. Positively. It's a positive all, all the way. Brilliant. Can't wait to come to the next one. But as I say, circumstances dictate. But the only thing I would say is the fact that it's rather a long way for me to come. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're about I've half got, an hour away. I've got, I've got about half an hour. Um, I could do it in perhaps a little less if I pushed it. But yeah. then again, you don't want to you don't want to push it. Uh, so no one needs a speeding ticket. That's right, <laughs> and it also depends on traffic as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I usually reckon on half an hour to get down here, mm. which is is a bit far really. But then again, uh, if if Trowbridge comes up, then obviously I shall unfortunately I shall have to move to Trowbridge. So how long before you came? Oh, it was only a couple of weeks, I would have thought, as soon as, as, soon as I could. Um, as soon as I had a free um, um, Thursday, I came down. I was a bit surprised to see what was actually going on, because I had no idea of what Men's Shed did, or does. Um, I just thought it was a group of blokes sort of sitting there having a cup of tea and doing whatever, and they were saying... they. But it is. Yeah, I know it is, but <laughs> well, I didn't think they did much, if you see what I mean. I thought it was... Well, how can I put it? I was under in the um, uh, apprehension that it was a bit like a women's institute, only for men in a shed, if right. you see what I'm saying. Right. Um, and they said they do stuff, but the stuff, I didn't know what the stuff was. So, obviously, I came down here and I saw the window. They were working on a window when I came in here and doing bits and pieces. And Fabulous. it sort of opened my eyes. And um, uh, uh, it's, it's good, yes. So what does it mean to you now, Shed? What does it mean to me? Um, it's fun. Um, giving me the chance to learn. 
things that I probably never learnt before. As I say, I'd never done carpentry, so to, to talk to Ron in there when he was doing his stuff. Oh, he's a diamond, isn't he, he Ron? Is. He's fantastic. Yeah, uh, and uh, he kind of gave me a rough pointer or two on the dovetails. So now I've gone off and found, borrowed a book, um, How to um, Cut Dovetails, so now I'm reading that and trying to get my head around it. So now my next thing is to try and cut dovetails. So that's it's, it spurred me on. It, it, it's a meeting for blokes who don't necessarily have to do anything, but if you can, if you have a skill that you want to work, do something and be amongst others while you're doing it, um, or want a hand with something, then this is the place to. It's the place to be. Brilliant. Um, obviously, you're limited to the environment that you're in. Um, I would have thought this is more woodworking here than than possibly anything else. But from looking on the internet last night, some places do cars and milling and on the machine, you know, the metalwork side of things. So it's what your shed is, is what you you make it, I suppose. And within the environment, you know, you've got to work in with the environment that, that you've got. So in some places, metalwork might not be the thing when you want a big lathe and a big milling machine and all the rest of it. So there's potential for it to become anything you want it to be. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. That's all right. Cheers. That was me talking to the lovely Brian from Froom Shed. And it's the first of three conversations um, I'm having today uh, with three uh, shedders from uh, the Froom Shed in Somerset from 2015. Um, I've got quite a history uh, with uh, community sheds in, uh, in the UK. And uh, my last five years have been somewhat of a... Uh, a whirlwind but um, when I had a chance meeting with a gentleman by the name of Patrick and it was a chance meeting because I hadn't actually gone to this building to meet him but I bumped nose to nose with this fellow and I said oh I'm looking for such and such because I'd been quite ill and I was trying to put something back into the community and wanted to impart some of my skills and uh, get a bit of um, sense of uh, uh, community and um, do something, you know, um, something positive um, to also help me. And uh, I accidentally bumped nose to nose with a very fine Patrick. And uh, and he said, oh, you want to come in here? This is the uh, this is the Froome Men's Shed. Come and have a chat with people. And I did. And it was just a few weeks later. Um, in the very early days, I think I think they'd been going for about six or nine months at that stage, uh, but it was only one of my that was my first um, that was my first visit that I just described, and these were recorded these sections I think about um, three or four months further down the line uh, later in 2015. Uh, great days, and I'm still a member, and uh, I don't go very often, and uh, that's just the way my life's worked out but it's a busy old place and there's a lot going on there more on that soon now one of the most important things about um this type of uh, community group even if it's just two or three people or you know or 50 people it, it doesn't really matter um 
But the most important thing is that this form of group helps to combat isolation, basically uh, breaking the cycle of social isolation and loneliness and thus improving everyday mental health as a result. And um, when you improve the everyday mental health of yourself, you do by, um, by default. It affects everybody around you because you're happier you're healthier, you're happier. Did I say happier already? Maybe I did. All right, you're happier and you're happier and you're healthier. And by the way, you're happier. All of those things are good. And uh, getting in the door of some of these groups, um, you know, once you've actually discovered that they exist in the first place. Now, that's quite another thing um, for myself. Um after I'd had that initial meeting um, with Patrick that I described, and uh, I had no intention of joining a group like that. I had absolutely no intention. But it just seemed like the right thing at the right time, and um, I got involved just to come along, just to have a chat, cup of tea, meet some new people uh, I'd worked alone myself um, you know I've been self-employed my entire working life so um, I knew a thing or two about isolation and as I, I think I referred to earlier I'd been um, ill I'd not long been uh, diagnosed with uh, ME and uh, I was getting myself back together slowly and uh, found myself going to this group quite by chance, and then being invited to return to this group, which I did, weekly, uh, for a while. But I found myself, it's only a short drive from where I live, but once or twice in the morning on the way there, I'd, I would find myself thinking, I'm, I'm not really up for this, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop, I'm going to turn the car around and go home. And you know, I... I did do that on, on a couple of occasions. I was not in a good mental um, state. And I don't think I was aware of uh, just how low I was um, getting, even though um, to most people that um, that knew me socially, they probably wouldn't have noticed anything was up. But I was putting my own barriers up. So I... Uh, I felt moved a few months later to uh, ask a few questions to a few people, and uh, well, let's let um, let's let John explain his story. So this is John. What have you most enjoyed doing at Shed? What's the project you most enjoyed? Um, the caning. You know, we've, that's worked we've, out well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah we, we've we've come out well with it. How many different types of caning are we doing? Yeah. We've done uh, one. We've done two at the moment um, because we've done the solid one that you can buy already. The panel. Made up, yeah. The panel. Um, and then you've got the individual pieces. That strand by strand. Strand through holes, <laughs> yeah, which takes uh. hours and hours and hours. But, yeah, it's very, you know, it's, it's very enjoyable. And you, you see the, the end product, you know, which is, is nice. And you see the customer come in and, oh, 
lovely job and of course then it makes it all worthwhile. I've always said, I said this to my old customers, when you see, when I see the smile on your face, that, that makes my job worthwhile. There's a lot of times before that I don't always enjoy to be fair. That's right. <laughs> but that's, that's absolutely right. right. So what was your best moment then, you reckon? Well, that's an awkward one because I like it every time I come down here. I, I always go away thinking, oh, that was good. Oh, that chappy made a lovely job of that. You know, it goes round in my mind all the different jobs that are that's going on. So I, I really enjoy it. You know, it could be anything really. Like Jonathan, he's bringing his that cane chair now. Yeah, the I know. Captain's chair. Lovely, lovely chair that's it is too, right. isn't it? Yes. Uh, how do you feel when you go home from here? Fine, lovely. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Good, I can it, see by the pick, smile on your face. It, pick, it picks you up. It really, it, it does pick you up. You know, anybody that was down a bit, depressed, I think once you get up, you these all the men, you know, I mean, because you get your leg pulled. So you've got to be able to, you, you've got to be able to stand that because if you're not... You do? <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to get some leg pulling, which is all fun. But no. but not, but never never malicious, no. is it? I mean, oh, if anybody no. was, oh, they'd no. soon be picked up on it, wouldn't oh, they? Yes. Yeah. Oh no, it's only fun. It's only it's it's only banter. banter. Yeah. Yeah. It's only banter. But um, you know, it, it does. It, it if you were a little bit depressed or you would it would they would soon lift you out of it. Yeah. Even if it was only for the three or four hours you're here, exactly. but at least it will lift you out, and you might even go back and think, oh, man, I feel better. Yeah. That was <laughs> nice, you know, and look forward to the next week so so how does that because um, I know the answer to this because we've just been when we, just been discussing this but how would that affect your normal week then when you leave here I don't think it affects my my normal week I just enjoy it and I come I go back thinking of the work I've done and what I've got to do when I come back the following week I look forward to it yeah Great. I think, you know, I... I, I, I go along with what you're saying. I, mm. I, I absolutely go along with what you're saying. I do. Um, so here's one then. Uh, so how did you hear about Shed in the first place? Uh, that was through reading the newspaper. That was in our local... The local Froome Times, I think. Right. And uh, my wife was reading it and she said, Oh... She said, I don't know what this men's shed is, but it sounds all right. And... Um, <laughs> She said, it's down in Park Hill Drive, and she said, you ought to go down. And I said, oh, well, weeks and weeks went on, and she kept on about it. And I thought, well, yes, yeah, I will go down. So I, it was close to where I live, so I walked down the road and came in. And I How long was that before you came? I would say at least a month or more, maybe five or six weeks. So was it like on the back burner in your mind, just thinking? Yes, yeah. oh, yeah, I didn't forget about it, yeah. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I, I, I came down and, and that was it. I'm glad I did. Right. Yeah, really so, glad. So getting through the door for the first time was, was not an issue with you? Was it what you expected? Yeah, I was accepted straight away. It was lovely. You know, Patrick introduced me to the men and that was it. It was, it was easy. So I think I'm right in saying you've worked on your own for a long time. I mean, I'm self-employed too. You've worked yes, by yourself. Yes, I've worked for um, nearly 30 years. In my own business. Obviously retired now, but yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I I really enjoy it. So having worked on your own for that long, um, to walk into a room full of uh, you know retired or or, or people in not such good health that are all sort of 
bantering and, and uh, doing these things that you describe, that wasn't uh, an issue with you, you just walked no, through the door? No, the reason it wasn't an issue is because before I, I was uh, made redundant, which was, as you say, nearly 30 years, so then I started my own business. Ah, I'd forgotten about redundancy, I, yes, yes. I, was, I, was, I worked in a factory, Right. so I was used to all this. Right. I, I've had all this. So, so straight back into it. Straight back into it, yeah. It's like coming home. It was, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because when I was made redundant, I, I was really bad. I really got depressed. I had, it was all gone. Nothing. I worked on my own. And it was how long terrible. Was, how long was that, that, that period in the doldrums? Oh, it must have been two years. Yeah. Longest two years, your longest two years yeah, of your life. I mean. Yeah, but I did, you know, I, I, I got out of it and, you know, that was it. Well done. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, we've all got story. I mean, the thing is, you don't, you won't meet somebody that doesn't share some degree of empathy and understanding and, and their own experience of the kind of thing that you're describing there. That's right. That's right. And that, I think, is kind of what makes it special. Yes. Yeah, it's it does. Because you, you know, you... There's just honesty. How That's you feeling right. today? Well, pretty shit actually. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I reckon. A cup of tea? Yeah. Nice yeah. idea. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. I reckon if you came to the shed feeling like that, you wouldn't go home feeling like that. That's. As you came in. Bingo. I Wonderful. Very much doubt it anyway. Yeah. That would be the case. Brilliant. So um, I know this again. I asked you this question. Did you did you turn back at all uh, when you were on your way here? Nope. You didn't. So you, nope. you, you once you'd made up your mind, you oh, were coming yeah. in. Oh yeah. Straight through the door, straight up here. Oh, I, I went to the bicycle shop downstairs, so I thought that was it. <laughs> and I said, I'm looking for the men's shed, and they went. <laughs> yes, I got that. Oh, I thought they were being rude. Yes. But they were just yeah, pointing to upstairs right. for that's the benefit right, of the yeah. tape. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, what, uh, what does shed mean to you now? Well, I, I, I wouldn't like to not be able to come, you know, every week. I'd miss it, you know. I mean, I'm not lo I'm not a lonely person, obviously, but um, you, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's another and I dimension. I like doing things. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, like, sorry to interrupt. That's yes. right. And I like using my hands, which I always have all my life. Yeah. So, you know, and um, I, I enjoy every minute of it. I'm here. Brilliant. And um, not so much would you recommend it to others, because I know you would, uh, but how would you recommend it to others? Well, I would suggest they come and just have one morning with the lads. And then I would think they would, they would like it and come. I really do. I don't think they'd, they would go away and not come back. Brilliant. I'd be very surprised if they did anyway. Yeah, I, I'd, 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 I'd share exactly what you say. I think, um, it, I think for some people, and the reason that that was in my questioning, for some people, getting in the door in the first place is going to be absolutely the biggest obstacle. So, it is. I think I think to know that as soon as you open that door, things only get more interesting and better, and not right. and not frightening. That's right. You know, everyone's going to be a little bit. That's right. On edge. If, if they're the kind of person yeah. that will be on edge about facing new things, yeah. it's a normal reaction. Yeah. Nothing to fear, eh? No, no, there's nothing to fear. It's just that you're made to feel at home straight away. And if you don't mind men, you know, company, then you'll be fine. Brilliant. You'll love it. Thank you very much indeed. Appreciate that. Cheers. So there it is. I was talking to John and um, 
we had a lot in common with um, having worked, um, being self-employed for, for long periods of time. Um, so when we're talking about um, customers there, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, when you've done something and you spent some time on it and, and uh, put some love into it, that you get a lot back from people. But that's, again, it's, it is important within these groups, be they um, community sheds or uh, men's sheds or women's sheds or yard shops or um, barnyard communities, um, whatever you want to call them. They're all around the world now. But um, the really important things there is that um, there is no pressure or expectation. In fact, I made that one of the very simple rules in uh, what later became uh, Westbury Shed, which was my local community shed that I set up in uh, right at the end of uh, 2015. Uh, and I ran it for uh, for three years. Um, and uh, no pressure or expectation is so important. Um, we also weren't uh, age or gender specific. So we had, um, you know, people, I wouldn't say people who have lost their way, but people who needed it at the time, wherever you are in the world, there is always somebody that needs a community with no pressure or expectation who will simply invite you in, make you welcome, give you a cup of tea or whatever your beverage of choice is and uh, just say, how you doing? You want to have a chat? You want to help me with this? That's what it's all about. It's amazing. It's so amazing. But there's a very, very um, serious side to this, obviously, and, and uh, that is that we do have huge, huge issues with um, isolation, um, social isolation, and uh, loneliness uh, in the UK, and um, they bring on their own mental health issues. Um, this is accented around the world. For lots of different reasons, you've got uh, PTSD-related issues from people coming out of the forces, um, and uh, and isolation issues too. Uh, people not um, managing to uh, um, not managing to reform, reunite with their community when they return from something new and different. Um, and um, men have traditionally found this much more difficult than women but it's not exclusive to men and that was the very reason that uh, the shed that I set up was specifically a community shed um, because we had uh, so many um, amazing people from amazing backgrounds uh, and that continues on now <laughs> Now, there's no easy way of getting across just how um, such conversations have, has been described can save lives. And um, I'm going to give you some statistics from 2018, um, which are quite disturbing and relate to uh, mental health. In the UK and Republic of Ireland in 2018, suicides rose 
by 11%. There was 6,859 suicides in 2018. You're three times more likely as a man than as a woman to take your own life. And anywhere between 40 to 60 is the most likely uh, common um, age range to face this terrible possibility in your life. Alarmingly, uh, this is raising uh, in our young adult population too now. Uh, in the USA in uh, 2018, no less than 48,344 people died by suicide. 1.4 million attempted suicide in 2018. White middle-aged males were well, the most common, 70% of all the deaths were accounted for in that group. Half of which in the US were possibly, unsurprisingly, by firearm. So simply put, on our two sides of this um, relatively small pond on this little blue planet of ours, that's one person taking their own life by suicide every 10 minutes in 2018 alone. Now the Republic of Ireland in most recent years have actually started to reverse this unfortunate trend but in general in the world it's not a trend that's reversing. So the importance of these simple conversations, no pressure, no expectation. Difficult conversations made easy, shoulder to shoulder, as many of the shed groups like to call it, because men tend to talk better shoulder to shoulder rather than face to face. In fact, uh, these things vary a lot between people, but in general, that's a good rule of thumb, I think. Awful statistics, but we can do something about that. And we do something about it by talking therapy. And that's what this is all about. Now, these kind of groups exist all over the world. And there are currently uh, 700 shed groups across the UK. Um, there are shed groups, very established, thousands I think in Australia. Over Europe, just to a lesser extent, um, Republic of Ireland's a very healthy shed group network. It's growing in uh, America, it needs to grow faster. So, open one, go for it. I know there's already uh, shed groups in um, Oregon, Colorado, Louisiana. Uh, many other places. Honolulu, I believe, too. In fact, I think there's several in Honolulu. It's a very, very worthwhile thing to do. Set one up. What could go wrong? <laughs>
We'll definitely be returning to the subject of uh, community sheds and shed groups across the world because um, it's increasingly becoming uh, a vital part of local communities, which is just alleviating so many social issues and easing people's lives just a little bit every day. Now, I'm going to play the third of my uh, three clips from Froom Shed in 2015, and this one is with Mick. It was quite a while before I turned up for a session, I think, um, because I had it, the, and I thought, actually, I think I'll do this because if I don't, all these projects I've got sitting around at home will never get finished. So I, I just thought, right, that's one way of getting them sorted. So, you know, um, and that's what spurred me on, I suppose, yeah. Excellent. So uh, tell me about getting through the door for the first time. And, and, um, was, and was it what you expected? I don't know. I didn't have many preconceptions, but it is maybe daunting for some people who, who find uh, socialising difficult. Um, but I think if you've got something you want to do... Uh, a project you want to finish or just talk to something about, talk to people. It's just a good environment to just turn up and um, everyone's very friendly. Uh, I mean, if you want to come down and put your head down and do some work, no one's going to really stop you. Although there are days when I find, actually, <laughs> how much have I actually got done today? Yeah, yeah. I've been chatting. But that's nice because, you know, um, you know, I potentially could be spending my whole day on my own. So it's just nice to talk to people. A good bunch of, there's a good bunch of people here, really. Brilliant. What does Shed mean to you now? Uh, I think it's an organisation with a lot of potential because um, the networks you make when you're here um, help you um, establish... I don't know, it's just a sort of network of people who know a lot and can transfer those skills onto other people. And I think that's potential for community work as well, which may be in the long term is what we might be about as well. So, not so much um, would you, but how would you recommend Shed to others? Um, I think it depends on, on what sort of person you are, whether you are interested in doing stuff, making stuff, mending stuff, restoring stuff. Um, that's one sort of section of people I think clearly identifiable as a need um, to come together with other people and do that. There is just the social aspect of it, um, and that's maybe slightly less defined because I notice that some people do turn up and they don't bring a project with them, and they just chat. And I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, um, that's fine. And I don't at the moment. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't, I don't I actually feel that I I need to do that. I would quite like to be involved in doing something because I've got so much stuff in my life I haven't sorted out. Then I need to be doing stuff, and that's what's that's my catalyst. Um, meeting people is, I think, a, a get, well, if you're on your own and, and you don't have a lot of contacts, and that's what's good about being able to come to the men's shed, because you, you meet other people. And so um, from that point of view, it, it satisfies both, you know, both, both requirements, really. And what, was your, um, what, what do you think you've most enjoyed uh, doing in shed, and what was your best moment so far? <laughs> um, well... I did bring a, a, a piece of equipment which had suffered from being in my shed um, 
and it needed repairing. So we basically, me and this other chap, took it apart and between us we made the decision to cut out a piece, <laughs> a piece of the inside. This is the famous angle grinder. This is the angle grinder. Ah. And that to me was like, great, this is, this is teamwork, you know. Um, and that's, that's one of them. The other one is, uh, is the thing about the angle poises. Suddenly, I bought my angle poise in to restore, and then there was one in the, there was one already in here, and then someone turns up a week later or something, and he's got three he wants to restore. And so that's quite funny. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know how many other projects like that. That was Stuart. Uh, yeah. That was Stuart and his angle poises. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, It's funny. Things like that. It's great, good. good Brilliant. Work. No, I go along with you on that. I like that. And you hear something. So and something's now, not working. That, that angle grinder's in the share shop, where it could be potentially being used by someone else. Fabulous. Yeah. That's just Otherwise, exactly. Otherwise, I'd have had to have thrown it in the bin. Yeah. Yes, you would have done, because yeah. something that doesn't work when you press the trigger is dangerous, because it might all of a sudden work when someone does. Well, it, it was useless, yeah, yeah, basically, until we fixed it. Fabulous. So... When you when you've been at Shed and um, and you and you, and you leave the door as you're about to in a minute, how does that? Um, how do you feel when you leave, and how does it affect your normal week? Um, I have sometimes you get that you get home, and if you, if if the place is empty, you get home and there's no one there or something, you get that slight uneasiness because you've been with a group of people, and I've always I found this is quite difficult sometimes. I found, the more I did a working holiday with the National Trust once, which I recommend to everyone, um, and we, we worked on a group project for a week. We cooked each other's meals. We, we um, split tree trunks in half. We made a post and rail fence, National Trust. Fantastic. We had good weather. At the end of it, I, was, I found it very difficult after that because I'd been with this group of people, and it was a really good time, and then it came to an end. And that is something I found a quite difficult actually. Um, I stayed on for an extra couple of days um, because I could in the area but I, I noticed that sort of come down if you like and that's, um, that's not, it could say it's a disadvantage of uh, the group but I mean I think that's what you've got to live with. It just highlights the fact that you're maybe on your own. Yes. And sort of almost um, but then if, if you keep coming to the men's shed presumably you can build a network of people who you can just pick up the phone have a chat to and, and there's always next Thursday, of course, in the case of Frame Shed. Always next Thursday morning. Yeah. Brilliant. That's very interesting. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Cheers. Thank you. We don't get the handshake on that. They, don't, they won't get that. But there was a handshake. <laughs> so there you go. Some lovely examples of how people of all different shapes, sizes, backgrounds and experience all have inner needs that are helped a lot by positive human contact with others. And uh, that, in a nutshell, is what uh, Shed Groups and Good Community is all about. We're fast approaching the end of uh, episode three of We Are The Weather, but if you or anybody you know uh, are interested to find out more or if you've been affected by any of the more serious issues that I've been talking about in this episode, there are plenty of links in the show description. So um, please do check those out and uh, return with me to this subject in the in the near future. It's one that's very close to my heart. And uh, the, the, the positives that I've seen uh, gained out of this worldwide movement 
are really quite incredible. So uh, thank you for all of the input I've had over the years from all of the people that have given me that input. And uh, let's keep on this subject. I've often been asked to sum up what's so important about shed groups. Well, let me do it like this. Shedding is all about the value to everyday health of positive human contact in the pursuit of creative activities, or just by being there. Adults are really allowed to have fun. In fact, I believe it should be compulsory. And if you're at the shed and someone new comes in the door, greet all new shedders like you would an old friend. They might just be a new one. Honesty with love. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to end this uh, episode today with a marvellous, marvellous piece of music to uh, lift the spirits, I hope, and... uh, just uh, strike a line or indeed a wire under the uh, under the topic of conversation this is bob leeper and his orchestra with uh, high wire the theme to danger man Oh my goodness, I love that track so much. I just can't tell you how much. Well, that is the end of the show. I'm going to put a little technical um, interlude in at the end. Not an interlude, no. The other things, what are they? The things that come at the end, a little excerpt. So there'll be a little technical excerpt coming up. But uh, thank you so much uh, for being with us uh, on this episode. And um, goodbye for now. 
Thank you for your company today. We Are The Weather comes to wherever you are via the Anchor podcast platform. Support donations are always welcome via patreon.com forward slash we are the weather. It's okay to not be okay. Welcome back to the little technical um, blog at the end. This is Stay Anchored, and I think this is the second one I've done. Um, Just to let you all know, obviously you would have been aware that uh, during this episode, um, there were three little inserts from uh, 2015, which were actually recorded on uh, my Galaxy Note. I think it was an N7000. It's a first generation Galaxy Note. Again, just just using its standard microphone lying on a soft uh, chair arm or something in between me and the person I was talking to. So you can see that that actually works really well it does pick up some background noise and um, I have dedicated myself um, to using the Anchor app for uh, the purposes of We Are The Weather podcast and um, I I must admit that editing um, some of those files down from about uh, 12 minutes to uh, 5 or 6 not not just because I wanted them shorter but just to make them um, uh, on topic and uh, and nicely listenable it wasn't easy i did do it all on the anchor app so there you go um thank you anchor i managed it so technically i could put a, a podcast together just by sitting in my car i don't know in a car park overlooking the ocean somewhere with a, a coffee and a thermos and uh you know um uh, anything I wanted to do, just just you know, away from all the technical shackles of um, of of a studio. So it can be done, and I'm trying to prove that it can be done. But those edits, especially some of the longer ones, uh, they they weren't easy. Um, uh, it would be really nice to be able to just um, lower and and um, oh, I've forgotten what the technical term is. I think it's pan in the volume. Um, so you don't get little pops between uh, some of the edits. But uh, hey, look, I did it. I managed it. There it was. I hope you enjoyed it, and um, we'll talk again soon. I'm, I'm going to stick with this uh, uh, Samsung A70 and dual cheap Levelier microphone and a little Rode 2-into-1 um, TRRS socket system, which I'm using and recording on right now. I hope you're enjoying that, and... Uh, I'll see you next time. Much love. That's honesty with love, by the way. Mm-hmm.